Hey, Eileen here. I wanted to say thanks for listening to the podcast today. And if you'd like a free case study on how you can do a million dollar day, head on over to onemilliondollarday.com to grab your free case study and toolkit for how you can do a million dollar day using virtual events. Let's dive in to today's episode. Well, what's up, guys? Welcome to the podcast. Today, we have one of my most favorite guest speakers ever. Why? Because he was my very first coach like a hundred years ago when I was younger and like getting into this space. And it's none other than Chandler Bolt. Chandler, you just say what's up, hide the peoples, and then I'll introduce you. What's happening, Eileen? Great to be here. It's been unbelievable watching your journey uh, and having kind of feel like a front row seat. Um, yes. to it for the last few years. And it's been really cool to see. So thanks for having me. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So guys, if you don't know who Chandler is, you've been living under a rock because Chandler is like the founder of self-publishing school, like the category king, the giant in self-publishing your book. What's the coolest thing about it? And what drew me to the program was that you could, he could help you do it in like less than 90 days. Isn't that crazy town? I remember hearing about that first Chandler and being like, oh my gosh, that would be so insane in the membrane if I could have my book in my hands in like 90 days. So that's what Chandler does. He's the author of seven best-selling books, including his most recent book titled Published. Oh, it's so good. Self-publishing school is an Inc. 5000 company in the last three years in a row. And it's one of the 5,000 fastest growing private companies in the US. What? He also hosts this crazy town, awesome sauce podcast called the seven figures principle podcast and the self-publishing school podcast, which I've had the privilege and honor of being a guest on. I love it. There was books, podcasts, YouTube channels, and self-publishing school. He's helped thousands of people write a book that grows their income, impact, and business. Ladies and gentlemen, let's put our hands together for none other than Chandler Bolt. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Chandler. Did you know that it would be like as big as it's become when you first started self-publishing school? I hate this answer because uh, it just sounds so <laughs> arrogant. It doesn't? <laughs> yes. You did. I, you I, did. I, I, I hate that. It, it just sounds so arrogant. Um, but it's, it's like people will often ask, it's like, oh, did you ever imagine that this would happen? It's like, yes. And mm-hmm. I thought it would happen sooner. Um, and, and, and so, I mean, I, I've always had big dreams and big goals. And so, yeah, would I imagine that it happened the way that it happened? Absolutely not. Mm. (laughs) And there's been a lot of winding roads on the journey and highs and lows and everywhere in between, but, um, it's, it's just cool to now, I mean, since, I mean, you were one of the first people that joined Mm -hmm. us in self-publishing school and then gosh, fast forward to today over the last seven years or so, we published about 6,000 books which that's a wow. stat that is just crazy is to think amazing. about. <laughs> uh, but uh, so it's been really exciting. And, and I think, you know, our, our big goal is a hundred thousand books by 2035. So mm-hmm. we made a lot of progress and we got a long way to go. Imagine that those 6,000 books insane. Like people who, what I love is there were so many people who've been like wanting to write a book forever and ever yeah. and ever yeah. and ever. And just like, literally that's how I felt. Do not know how to get it out of the inside mm-hmm. to the outside, but you've developed a system through self-publishing school. I still remember and tell people about the checklists that are inside self-publishing. That is what brought me home was, was your systems and your checklists. Yeah. 
So, so tell us a little bit about why do you feel like it's so powerful for people to write a book? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I think there's two things. I think first off um, books change lives, right? Yeah. Books change the lives of readers. I'm sure a lot of people listening or watching have had their life changed by reading a book, right? Mm. Almost all of us have. Um, but then also books also change the lives of authors. So we always say it's not about the book. Yes. It's about who you become in the process of writing and publishing that book. I mean, you've seen that firsthand, Eileen. Mm. So I think that that's a big one, but then why write a book? So there's kind of, and I talk about this um, in, I want to say it's chapter two of the new book, because it's, it's so interesting when people think, why write a book? A lot of times they go to what's the ideal outcome for their reader, yeah. right? Which is really good. Like, okay, how is this book going to help people? But then I think there's a secondary thing that you also need to think about, which is what is the ideal outcome for me as the author? And how do I strategically see this book either? Maybe it's just, Hey, this is going to grow my legacy. Right. Maybe it's, I want to make a bigger impact. A book is leveraged impact. You're able to do work yeah. once and then impact that. thousands of people, tens of thousands, maybe millions of people. Right. But then if you have a business, that's where I think it gets really powerful because a book is one of the best things you can do to grow your business. Um, and we, we, and I look at specifically, how do I use a book um, to get more leads, more sales, more referrals. And, this, you know, the first edition of this book, uh, which I think you probably saw back yes, in the day, yes. this has brought in millions of dollars in sales for self-publishing school over the last few years. And then the goal is with the second edition that this will bring in tens of millions of dollars uh, in, in sales for over the next few years. And so I think it's one of the most powerful things you can do yes. as well. Amazing. I, you know, Chandler, I was just in a mastermind where Russell Brunson was talking about that nothing lasts through the decades and even multiple decades than the written word. Yeah. He said he was thinking about it and he was like, what could I create that would outlast me? Mm, yeah. And, and he, he thought about it and he thought about all the courses he's made and all the programs he's made. And he settled on, he said, no, it's the books. Yeah. The, bo the books are what people have written in the most about commented the most about. And I was curious, do you, have you found that as well to be true about, about your books? Oh, no doubt. It's crazy. And that's part of the reason why I did the second edition of this book is because I've been so self, uh, so focused on self-publishing school mm. over the years. And I, I, one day I woke up and I realized all of our curriculum's gotten better. Our coaching's gotten better. Our systems, our checklists, everything's yeah. gotten better. Um, but the book hasn't, right? The, the, my, wow. and, and I realized, and, and it just kept happening. Like my brother was yeah. going on tour um, with his band and, and the tour manager, or it was the guitar tech, I think said, Hey, how's your brother doing? And he said, how do you know my brother? <laughs> and he said, well, I read his book published. And then I wrote a book. And then another it's, I go to this cider Cade here in Austin, Texas, somebody comes up to me and they're like, Hey, are you that guy who wrote that published book? Wow. Yeah. They said, Oh, well, this, me and my sister who's here, we both wrote books just by reading that book. And so it just kept popping up again and again and again. And I realized, okay, this is one of the most powerful things that I can do to help people with their books. Um, right. And so I can, I would just want to drop the mic on the topic um, once and for all. Um, but then also it's one of the most powerful things I can do to grow the business because we didn't have a sales team. We didn't have a lot of the marketing mm -hmm. and sales systems that we have today. Right. Back when I wrote the first book. So nowhere in the book does it say book a call with my team. Right. And so just little things like that, yeah. that I wanted to go back through the book and say, all right, how do we make this book standalone? One of the most helpful resources on the topic, but then how do I strategically mm. structure the book so that it brings in lead sales and referrals? And, and, yes. and Russell's a great model of he's done that well at a higher level as well. 
Mm -hmm. But I love too, because a lot of our listeners are focused on sales, you know, focused on the the, the serving aspect of sales and how sales changes lives. But many times people don't think a book could convert more sales, but you have found like, it's been a, maybe a primary driver for the sales. Oh, no doubt. So I look at it this way. Um, I, I call a book a silent salesman, right? And so this goes out into the world and it brings back lead sales and, and referrals without you saying a word. And by the time they talk to you, which my sales team can attest to this, they talk to someone who's read this book. Um, they're fired up about it because they know they're probably going to buy. And so just, I mean, it goes out and educates. And so I want you to think if you're listening or watching this right now, think of what are the top five to 10 objections that you get on a regular basis or the broken record conversations that you have with every new prospect or client. And what if you could handle those objections before they even got on the call with you? Right. Or if you've got a follow up and you say, Hey, check out this in the meantime. Well, there's a lot of benefit. I mean, the root word of authority is author, right? You can't spell the word authority without the word author. So when you become an author, you become an authority, but also that book, it's a silent salesman that handles objections. And and if you insert it in every part of your sales funnel, that's how I look at it. And we can talk sales and then we can, we could zoom out and even look at lead sales referrals as a whole. But um, if we're thinking specifically sales, I look at, you know, if you got your sales funnel, maybe it's traffic to lead, Mm -hmm. lead to appointment, appointment mm-hmm. to show up, show up to close. Um, and then there's, you know, there's, th- those are kind of your major levers, right? So I look at how do I use the book throughout that process to get more of the people who see my stuff to opt in, who opt in to then book a call, who book a call to show up for that call because, or show up for a webinar or anything. Right. And so, right. so that if they show up, I'll give them a free copy of the book. Right. But then they have the book and then, and then they can read that before they, chat with the sales team or chat mm-hmm. with you as the salesperson, right? And so all throughout that process, you're just edifying what you do and you're educating, you're adding value. And so that by the time it, you get to that final call, you're going to close more sales. They're going to show up more frequently. You can charge a higher average order value. Your lifetime value of that customer is going to be greater um, mm-hmm. because they trust you to, to continue to work with them. So good, Chandler. Writing a book increases sales. Like we just like end right there, but we're, but we're not. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just curious based on what you were just sharing about the, the, the awareness that you were having, like the book hasn't gotten better. So did you repivot your focus to like, wow, I've got to go back to like even releasing another edition, which I love that you did. Like you had that and then you had a new edition, but kept the same product on Amazon. Like I was like, wow, that's so cool. And then did you, (laughs) did you revamp the content in there? Oh, heavily. Yeah, heavily. Wow. I mean, it's probably 60 to 80% new content. Um, and so I, I just wanted to, and it was a great, ex- it's a great opportunity too. I think as a business owner, one of the cool things is that it was an opportunity for me to create frameworks. And then yeah. now we've, we've went, I went book first and then we were layering all that stuff into all of our programs yeah. um, because okay. it, it, we just, it, it forced me to do that all in one swoop. And there was a lot of kind of like loose ideas around selling more books around author appearances. So podcasts, speaking, mm-hmm. all that on using a book to grow your business, like all of these concepts that are now really chapters in the book. Um, they were just kind of swimming around and they were vague unfinished ideas, but we were kind of teaching them haphazardly and it wasn't really good frameworks. It wasn't, it wasn't as clear as it could be like all those things. And so the book actually forced me to make those things better. 
And mm. then, so I did that. And then that's, that was a big part of, of, of the relaunch and the second edition and all that. Um, and then the piece I mentioned before of just strategically structuring the book um, so that we turn as many readers into subscribers or paying customers as possible. And even that meant making new templates and checklists mm -hmm. and stuff like that so that the reader could be going. And that adds more value to the reader as well, even if they don't do business with us. Right. Right? Making the whole thing more valuable um, and, and interconnecting it with mm -hmm. the business. And then one last thing I'll say is just really focusing on the audiobook. So that's been a big focus. Wow. Um, because I just feel like, especially for sales, right? I mean, it's, they're more likely to consume the book. Um, it ties in with my podcast so I can get people who listen to self-publishing school podcast to purchase the book, people who purchase mm -hmm. the book to listen to the podcast. Cause I referenced it in the book. And so right. that was my thought. We're, we're, I think we still got a long way to go on the audible side of things. It's not selling as well as I would like. And it's not, I'm realizing that way less people have audible than I thought, um, wow. which is kind of interesting. Um, that was that, but, but I, I really am very bullish on that long term, And I think for our target, like our target customer has an audible account, um, and they would rather, a lot of them would rather listen to the book than read it. Um, and so those folks are more likely to become a customer of SBS. So just mm. a lot of focused, uh, focus on that side of things as well. Chandler, just one more note on that. How do you, cause this is one thing that I've really always admired about you is like, you don't like do something you are so long-term focused. Mm. It's like you're in it for like the marathon, like you're yeah. in it for like the long tail research, you know, like you're, you're yeah. in it. Like how has that always been your approach or did you learn to think like that? Cause a lot mm. of people, I feel like entrepreneurs are like, I want to be rich now. <laughs> like they're like, you have 10 minutes in the <laughs> starting. You know what I mean? Oh, and I'm man. just, I'm curious, like, did, what's the grid that you view yeah. business growth? Yeah, I would say, no, I haven't always been that way. Uh, I'm, I mean, I'm human too. I mean, everybody wants that, right? Uh, but um, get in line. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it's, and I think a lot of people want that. Um, but then that's the power of entrepreneurship is you realize if it's not happening, it's your fault. Um, there's no one else to point the, point the finger at. And wow. I think that's evolved over the years in, in realizing that if I want to treat, create true generational wealth and uh, run a billion dollar company that changes the world and, and create something where long after I'm off this earth, like it's still here within well, I can't have a two-year window or a five-year window. I really need to look longer than that. And so I think there were a lot of times early on where I almost jumped ship and moved to the next thing. I think the two most dangerous questions as an entrepreneur are what's new and what's next. Um, I, it's every time you go to a conference or whatever, somebody, people ask you, hey, what's new? All right, what's next? And for me, the answer for years has been, not a lot. And we're just doing the same things, but better. <laughs> and we're going to keep doing those same things, but better. And we're going to keep iterating and improving. And so I think as someone with ADHD and, you know, C-level English student, college dropout, like, I think some of that is forced, like I've got to focus and I've got to have a one track because yeah. if not, it just, I just don't do really well with that. Mm. And so I think that, and then just realizing, Hey, I've got to have a longer time horizon and, and, fighting those impulses. Cause I think in a lot of areas of my yep. life and probably a lot of people can relate to this is the grass is always greener. 
And you say, mm-hmm. oh, maybe this city will be better to live in. Maybe this relationship will be better. Right. Uh, maybe this business idea. Oh, gosh, they get this business idea. Oh, gosh, they're in crypto. Oh, my gosh. Maybe I should just <laughs> drop everything and do that. And, and it's just you have this shiny object syndrome where the grass always looks greener, but it often isn't. Uh, and spoiler alert, everyone's lying about their numbers. <laughs> um, oh, I, I mean, that Mike to do that? numbers, it's, they're often not true. That's what I learned too. And so you realize to just take all that stuff with a grain of salt, be patient and cutting corners isn't going to help you get to where you want to go. It may seem like it in the short term, but it's not. So good wisdom from Chandler Bolt. That is some <laughs> good stuff. I, that's, we, I think everybody needs to hear that. And I, I just, that's one thing for those of you, I would just encourage you to subscribe to Chandler. I'm not, I'm not just like plugging this, but really like subscribe to Chandler's seven figure principal podcast. Like Chandler is one of the best leaders I feel in with integrity in that space, teaching these principles. So I just want oh, to, I appreciate it. Yeah. I appreciate okay, so, it. And I've got not, like, that's just a fun side, but like, there's yeah. nothing to sell there. So no, nothing to sell there. Entrepreneur like that. Yeah. You can just go check it out. That's just a fun. But I, I really feel like what you dropped there in that podcast, Chandler, is like missing in the entrepreneurship, marketing and sales, space. <laughs> like the stuff that no people aren't talking about. Yes. And it needs to be spoken about, especially from somebody that's um, been through some stuff. So I agree. There you go. Chandler, for people who are like, holy cow, this is amazing. I would love to write a book. Like, how do I figure out? And I know my audience probably already kind of knows what they're selling. How do you like say, this is the idea you should write the Mm. book about? Mm. Yeah. So your people are probably in, in one of two camps, either. I'm not sure what I want to write about, or I've got way too many ideas. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so if you're not sure, I mean, ask the questions I asked earlier, right? What are those broken record conversations, yep. top objections, like all that stuff. Um, and then if you've got too many ideas, I like to ask these three questions. So question number one is which one can I finish the fastest? So I have the most content or life experience on this topic and I can get a rough draft done. Question two, which one am I most likely to finish? So not only am I going to get started, but I'm going to actually get a rough draft done. And then Question number three, which one's going to make me happy? Like, which one am I going to enjoy? Ooh, so good, and so I would ask those three questions. If you're listening right now and you're thinking, hey, I've got a bajillion ideas. Ask those three questions, right? Maybe even you can even pause for a second if you need to mm-hmm. and ask those three questions, figure out one idea. And, and here's the great news. Your first book doesn't have to be your best book and your first book isn't probably isn't going to be your magnum opus. So you can, you can write, you can write multiple books. And so narrow in on the one idea and, and that's where you start moving into what I call the more writing method, which is mind mapping, outlining, and then rough draft, rough drafting your book. Yeah. I remember you said to me one time, Eileen, what is like, I think you said, what is the quickest path to cross the finish line? Mm-hmm. it was something like that. Like, what could you do that you would like cross yep. the finish line the fastest? And I remember when mm-hmm. you said that, I was like, Oh, I instantly knew which one I should pick. Yeah. And that's just a fabulous tip for everybody listening. Like, because the momentum that you get from finishing that first book sometimes is like just a feeling you can't really put words onto. You're like, Holy cow. Like I did yeah, it, yeah. you know, like, yeah. So, so is that something else? Another principle that you live by Chandler is just like the quickest path to done. 
Yeah, well, well I always, I, yes, it is. Cause I, I look at how do I make consistent progress or, or feel momentum? And then how do, it's a question I ask a lot that mm. I don't hear really anyone talking about, but I think it's one of the most important questions I ask on a daily basis is what's the bottleneck? Like what's, what's the, the bottleneck, bottleneck right now in my business? What's the bottleneck with, with growing fast with all that? And so yeah. w- with most authors, the, the answer to that question is your rough draft. You know, we've got mm-hmm. so much data from just coaching so many people through this process that we just wow. see that it's it's a it's right there. It's a line in the sand. If they if they finish their rough draft, they are exponentially more likely to take go to the finish line and yep. you know, obviously publish the book. And if they're if they don't, um, then they're exponentially more likely to fall off um, mm-hmm. and not get their book done. And how do you what do you recommend, Chandler, people who are like those those fast people? They're like, I, how do I get it done the fastest? What what are your tips there for recommending getting yeah. to that, the rough draft. So, so two things. One is the more writing method, which um, this is, uh, gosh, I talk about this. I want to say it's chapter five um, in the new book. Um, so there's kind of this, um, I, I simplified this. Um, I love that you said you like the, the frameworks and templates and all that stuff. Oh, yes. My, my goal it. is to make it complicated things simple. Yes. And so that's the goal um, with this. So you can see here, there's kind of, there, there's these eight milestones. Mm-hmm. And so it starts with mind map, outline, rough draft, and editing. You know, that's that's the first four and that's the more writing method. And so, yeah, chapter five is where I kind of go into in depth on the, the mind mapping piece um, and that part of this process as a whole. But I want you to think about, you know, it's, so you got your one idea. As soon as this uh, podcast is over, take 15 minutes, put your idea in the middle of the page, set a timer, write out everything that you can think mm-hmm. of on that topic. And if you just do that exercise, you're going to start to realize that you can go that this you can write this book faster than you think. And so that's the starting point. You use that mind map to create an outline, which is a little bit of a process there. Use that outline to write your rough draft. And if you're someone who's like, hey, I just want to, I want to get a rough draft quickly. I'm a fast mover, probably a quick start on the Colby test, if you've yeah, ever heard of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, within, uh, for some people, they want to take a weekend or a week and try mm-hmm. and get a rough draft finished. That's totally possible. It's difficult. And it's going to take a lot of planning and preparation and focus. Um, or you can take, we have a 30 day rough draft challenge, which if you think about it, mm-hmm. if you write a thousand words a day um, for 30 days, well, you've got a 30,000 word book, which, you know, that's kind of a awesome. lower to middle, t- uh, middle of the range, yes. like book length. Um, and so you're most of the way there, or maybe even all the way there. And so some people like to chunk it down like that. I remember going through the program and that was, I think that was one of the goals was like, right. 600 or, or, or my goal. I, maybe I broke it yeah. down to like 600 to a thousand words a day. And I remember maybe my accountability coach or somebody at the time was like, okay, well, that's the plan. You're just going to write. And I was like, oh wait, I'm going to write 600 to a thousand. I felt like I was like the awareness of like, now this is my part. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, well, yeah, it sounds so simple before it was like, all right. And between now and our next coaching call, I need you to do that every day. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, that's uh, it. And they're like, yep. You know, like high five. You're going to do great. See you on the next call. And I was like, oh, okay. Now it's my turn, but, but having someone just hold me accountable Mm, that I didn't realize was my missing piece was breaking it down into manageable pieces and then holding me accountable. Like I had no idea how powerful 
that is. It sounds so simple, right? You're it's like, crazy oh, powerful. <laughs> I can just hold myself accountable or I could get my best friend to hold me accountable. It doesn't work like that. Like you need somebody who's like going to get on your case. Yeah. Has, have you found that that's one of the components of self-publishing school that's like- Oh, no doubt. It's one of the big reasons people pay us money. <laughs> um, and uh, I mean, because I always say it's self-publishing school. It's kind of like a mix between Indiana Jones and Jillian Michaels. Um, it's Indiana <laughs> Jones, like we're going to blaze the trail. And we're going to show you what to do, what not to do, that sort of thing. And then Jillian Michaels, we're going to hold you accountable uh, to, yes. to, to do the work. It's wow. one of my webinars. I've got this one of the slides often. And it's this gif of Jillian Michaels saying, <laughs> do the work. Do the work. <laughs> wow. And that's, I mean, it's, we were a mix of that. And then, but then some people, you know, and this is where we try to pair people with the right coach who's a fit for their needs and that, because some yeah. people need to say, hey, what are you doing? Don't show up for the next call if you haven't done your work and then some yes. people need to, to say hey you're doing so amazing this is great yes. great job you're making so much progress yeah that was probably and more what i needed all yeah. that stuff. <laughs> yeah. so it's kind of so we try to cater that to what the student needs to say all right are you going to respond better to a cheerleader or a drill sergeant yes <laughs> or somewhere okay, in between okay because okay. it's not just blanket accountability but uh, what people need I'm just want to say, like, I'm so grateful that you figured that out and figured out a way to systematize that in the business. Cause I don't think I would have finished it. Like, That's I'm pretty cool. sure, like I wouldn't have finished it, yeah. which is so sad to admit out loud publicly. I know nobody like can hear this right now, but I don't think I would have finished it without that's just the accountability is just so big. I appreciate it. Okay. That. So, so, so yeah, so I love that. And so you help people get it. Like they do the thousand words a day, like do the, the 30 day challenge. That's amazing Chandler. I don't think, I think that's something new I'm just hearing about. And then once like, like the book is sort of like sort of done and they're starting moving to like the publishing thing, which you guys help a lot that oh, yeah. man, you guys help. Do you want to talk about that? Like launching the book? Yeah, exactly. So it's kind of if, and again, I know a lot of people won't be able to actually see the video version here. Yeah, um, yeah, but I'll put the graphic over the video. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, or you can just skip to page 17 of the book, but um, so this is, um, so that's the first four. Um, that's the first four phases in the process is what we already talked about, but then you move to professional editing, cover design, formatting, and launch. Those are kind of the final four mm -hmm. milestones. Mm -hmm. And one of the things we've done recently, and this is definitely new since you were involved, Eileen, is we just rolled out um, cover design and formatting for every single student moving forward. And so that's what? something that was just, I Whoa. mean, causing so much. So, so we've actually, we've added a lot of stuff to where on the tail end of the process, at least is at the time of recording this, uh, we'll purchase their ISBN, we'll pick their keywords and categories, we'll write their book description, we'll create their cover, we'll format their book, we're just a wow. bunch of different things, upload it to Amazon for them, and get everything queued up and that sort of thing. And so um, that's, uh, that's been a big new part, because we just realized we're mm. world-class at helping people get their books done. And then right before publishing, they would have to go off to like 15 different people. To oh, get yeah, help. yeah. I remember the thing. Yeah. And it's, yeah, they're confused. Yeah. They're trying to you kind yeah. of wrangle this. And people have just for years said, hey, we would rather just pay you and work with one person. Wow. And for years, they've just been like, no, we don't want so to be cool. a service company. Like, um, that's not our sweet right. spot. We're an education company, that sort of thing. And then finally, we just said, you know what? This isn't serving our students. Uh, in the way that we mm -hmm. want to, and and it'll help the business and it'll help our students. So 
Um, that's what we've done. And so that's really helpful now for people in that final mile so that they so can be cool. in their genius zone, write a great book, market that book, market um, that and then book. we'll handle a lot of the other stuff. <clears throat> oh, okay. First of all, I'm like jealous now. For <laughs> also, I remember you saying that it's not always like the best written book, right? It's the best selling book. So yeah. I remember learning like about my first lessons in marketing were from you. Yeah. Like, like, which I, now I'm in marketing and sales, but like, thank you. So, but you, but you, I love how you talk exactly about how to launch that book in a way that like gets the word out like crazy town. Yeah. And you guys still do that. I'm sure you still do that. Oh yeah. I mean, that's our bread and butter um, because a lot of people can write a book, um, but well, a lot of people don't. Right. So, so yeah. we help a lot of people with that, but even still, all right, you've written a book now, how do you actually sell it? And yes. that's where a lot of people need help. And people think yes. if I build it, they will come. They won't come. No you have to coming. tell them about it. Um, and, and then, you know, or they'll think, oh, I'm just going to pay someone to market the book or get my publisher right. to do that's it. So weird. I learned yeah. a long time ago, this was advice from, from, from some mentors. He said, Chandler, you got to be, you got to learn to become friends with Sam. I said, well, hold up. Who's Sam? And why do I need to know them? Uh, and, and he said, Sam is sales and marketing. Uh, and if you don't know sales oh. and marketing, um, then, then you're not going to be successful as an entrepreneur, as an author, any that's of these things. You've got to learn to market and sell what you do. And so that's been a fundamental piece of, of, of what we do and what we teach. And um, one of the big things that I recommend, I go real in depth on this in the new book, but one of the big things is creating a launch team. And if you do nothing else, just create a launch team. That's wow. a small group of people. It could be 50 people, 15 people that support you or the topic of your book. They're going to read the book ahead of time and leave a review on day one. So now all of a sudden you're launching with 15, 50 reviews, maybe even more. So good. And this is kind of like an army of people supporting the book. And so if you do nothing else, I mean, you got a lot of advanced marketing stuff that we teach, but if you do nothing else, just do that and you'll have a more successful launch, which sets you up for success on everything after. Amazing. Chandler, that, that launch team was like game changing for me. Both books that I did. Yeah. Hit the bestseller list because of those, those tips. Oh, so good. Those checklists. Chandler, how do you, like, once the book is launched out into the world, how do you use that book? I know you talked a little bit earlier, like to, to explode the business or bring a cash mm. infusion or grow, grow and scale a business once you, the book's in place. Yeah. That's where I look at kind of what we unpacked earlier, which is um, how do you use a book to get more leads, more sales, more oh. referrals? So we went pretty in depth on the sales piece or mm -hmm. leads. These are people who hear about you because of your book. Right. Mm -hmm. And so think, I mean, Russell Brunson, you yeah. mentioned a great example of this. There's so many people who would never heard of click funnels without those books. Yeah. Right? So they come into your ecosystem because of the book. Yeah. And sales, these are people who already knew about you, but now choose to do business with you because of your book. Yes. Right. And then referrals, this is turning customers or maybe even prospects into active referrers. Right. Mm -hmm. So by including the book in the prospect journey, now all of a sudden prospects are saying to other people, hey, you should check out self-publishing school. Here's this yes. book that might help with your book. Right. But then you can take that a step further. Um, and, and that's with, with every customer or client, give them two copies of your book and say, hey, here's one copy for you, which, oh, by the way, that's going to save you tons of money and time on onboarding because now you're covering core principles that you would have to teach them. But then secondly, you say, hey, here's the second book. This is for you, or sorry, this is for a friend you know who needs help with 
insert the thing that you helped with, mm. right? And so for me, it's with published and we, we allow people, we have a URL that um, our students can go to and they can just mm. put in someone's information to send them a book. And then we say, hey, Eileen sent you this book, oh. you have it, we front the cost for it. And oh, by the way, if you sign up for self-publishing school, you'll save 250 bucks um, on, and this is the cheapest way that you can get in is because shout out to Eileen. So you should say thank you to her, blah, blah, blah. So we're making that person look good. We're also hooking up their friend. They feel happy about it. And then we do a dual way referral. So if that person signs up, then Eileen or whoever the person is that referred them, right? Um, well, then they'll get 250 bucks. So it's a win-win. It's kind of mm-hmm. like when you got an Uber Eats code and it's like, hey, if you sign up for Uber Eats, like you get 30 bucks, I get 30 bucks. <laughs> it's a referral program. It's not exactly a novel concept, um, but just that way of, of implementing it, I think can right. be wildly effective because you're leading with value. Yes. And that word of mouth marketing is so powerful. Those are your best customers, most likely to close. <laughs> Yes, a hundred percent. They said, "Oh, Eileen said I should talk to you about this." Yes. How do I sign up? Yes, which I, and I'm always like, everyone's like, "Who are I going to do my book?" I'm like, Chandler Wolf. Like, you don't need to go. Like, don't. That's amazing. So, for all of our business owners, entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants listening right now, that's a very powerful internal marketing. I love what you said too about the onboarding, shortcutting that process of like core basic principles. It's like, here, read this book before yeah. XYZ. That's brilliant. Yeah. Amazing. So good. Okay. So Chandler, what would be like your parting advice for people who want to write a book? Yeah, I would say, um, you know, a lot of people think there's, there's going to be a perfect time where they've got no job, no kids, no business, no responsibilities. And that's when they're going to write their book. Mm. Bad news, there's never going to be a perfect time. You're going to have to get started before you're ready. Um, and it, this is one of the best things that you can do to make an impact and to grow your business. Um, so, you, so start now, as soon as this, uh, this, uh, you know, you finish listening to this, put your timer on, start on your mind map and you'll be off to the races. So good Chandler. Okay. Where can people go to find more about you and more about published more about yeah. school? So, so two things. So first off, um, Check out the book. This is kind of the the best resource to get started. 10,000 foot view of the process. It's called Published, The Proven Path from Blank Page to 10,000 Copies Sold. If you're an Audible listener, um, you can go to publishedbook.com forward slash Audible or just check it out in the Audible app. I narrate it. It's fun. People say it's kind of like having a conversation. Um, But uh, so if you're friends of Eileen, I would love to give 50 physical copies away for free. So this wow. is not a free plus shipping funnel. This is a free plus no shipping. Free plus free. free this is a tell us where to send it funnel. Uh, and so all you got to do wow. is go to published book, published book.com forward slash Audrey, mm-hmm. which, which is my middle name, middle name, also and the name of my, daughter, <laughs> <laughs> my daughter, backslash Audrey. Yes. To get your free plus free plus free book. Free plus nothing um, book. And uh, this is first 50 people. So go ahead and grab it now. Um, and then even if you're outside the US, we'll give you a free digital copy of the book there. So that's probably the best place for most people. And then secondly, if you're interested in chatting with my team um, about your book and how we might be able to help, um, just go to self-publishingschool.com forward slash apply. Um, we're happy to talk to you about your goal, your goals for your book, next steps, how we might be able to help. Do it. 
it'll change your life. <laughs> Chandler, thank you so much. Thank you for being my very first coach, introducing me to authorship, to Barnes and Noble, and I'm getting on TV, yeah. launching my business. It, I, it, it all stems back to me joining self-publishing school. So I just really want to thank you for the impact you've not only had on my life, but on all our, my readers' lives and all the readers of the authors. You have 6,000 books. It's just insane the level of impact that you've had and will continue to have um, yeah. for the rest of our days. So I just want to thank you very much. That's amazing. It's cool to watch your journey. Yes. We're Thanks going to keep going. Me. Keep going. <laughs> Thanks, Chandler. We'll see you real soon. See ya. Hey, Eileen here. Just wanted to say thanks for listening today. We know there's a lot of podcasts out there and you took time out of your day to dive into today's episode. So thank you so much. I also wanted to let you know if you'd like to learn how to do a $1 million a day, head on over to onemilliondollarday.com and grab our free case study, swipe files. You can see our event agendas in there, a bunch of cool stuff. We want to see you crush a million dollar a day. Remember, the world needs what you alone have to offer. We'll see you on the next episode.